When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So Kyle and I just finished an episode on what the heck is marriage for? And because we're trying to keep these episodes a little shorter and sweeter to make them more realistic for people, we're going to follow it up with, haven't chosen a topic, but do you look for a soulmate or what is a soulmate or do soulmates exist? That's probably a good one. Wow. Um, So this will be another kind of fun, thought-provoking conversation, hopefully, on that topic. So I have recently discovered Jay Shetty and been listening to his podcast, which I love. And he had one on, it was something like 11 things I learned about love in 2022 or something like that. And on that, one of his points was... He doesn't think that we have a soulmate that's just out there that we should be looking Mm -hmm. for our soulmate, but that people can be shaped or molded into your, your soulmate in the relationship with you. Wow. Wow. That's a paradigm shift for me. That's okay. So what I love about this is this is happening in real time and I trust you implicitly, but I also think you're full of shit. (laughs) <laughs> so you're not sure you agree. I don't think I agree, but, but, but uh, I'm also like, I'm clay, you know, um, yeah. mold, mold me accordingly. Well, so it's interesting because, you know, maybe the idea, and this just popped into my head, but like, do you have a twin out there? You know, like to me, a soulmate is a little bit like either a twin or the puzzle piece that you think is your right. perfect mesh of, you know, combining with who you are. So, um, I mean, I actually did agree. I I think that in theory, are you ever going to meet your soulmate? If there is one, are you ever going to meet your twin? If you have a twin and, but no matter what, like, you know, you can try to get as close as possible to someone that's very compatible. That's incredibly tricky. And we said, is it birds of a feather or do opposites attract? But I agree that we can shape our spouse into becoming a little more like us and we become a little more like them. Now, changing people, maybe not, but like them learning our customs and our traditions and our needs and realizing what fulfills us or helps us stay connected can that person can learn our language and sort of, but I I don't think they're ever still going to meet like probably even 80% of our needs. I agree with you. Yeah, exactly. I agree with you. It seems like, uh, it seems like that if you were looking for a skill set in a compatible partner, it would, based on what you're, you're saying here and the Jay Shetty thing and 
not changing your spouse, but like in the skill set thing, I think maybe, and this is lovely to think about, I haven't thought about this before, but the idea of being attracted to somebody who's attracted to what lights your fire, mm. what, what attracted to somebody who wants you to, you know, be the best version of yourself or is curious, fucking curious. God, mm-hmm. fucking being fucking curious is such a throwaway skill set that I think is really important. And it seems like that's consistent with what you're talking about, where you're not changing a person, but you can also inform your other half about what works for you. Right. Well, and and I like the it, know your world, exploring your world. I love to use the phrase making a study of the person that you're with, making a study of yourself, a study mm-hmm. of your kids. It's an exploration. And, you know, if you really think about what an amazing and romantic concept to think this person is trying to get me, understand me, and I'm trying to get them and understand them and, and really look at, you know, um, Dr. John Gottman calls it, let your mate influence you like, wow, that my spouse is bringing something to the table that I need more of. And Remo and I've talked about this in at least one of our podcasts together, where he says, um, you know, that, well, he is very brutally honest and I'm more of the people pleaser. And he talks about how he's become nicer and I've become more assertive in our relationship. Did I lose you? Nope. I'm right here. Oh, good, good. I couldn't see you, but I could still hear you. Um, Mm. But, you know, just, or even we talk about, I was more on the frugal cheap end when we met and he was more extravagant, like just not really thinking through why would you pay $5 to park in that parking lot for an hour when we could find a meter, you know? Right. And of course he came my way on that. And then he would say, let's buy a $2,000 mattress. And I'm like a $2,000 mattress when you can buy a $500 mattress, but realizing, wow, like there's actually, that's a really important thing to invest in. And so letting your mate rub off on you and kind of meeting in the middle somewhere and creating your own world that's kind of emerging of the strengths and the traits. Yeah, but you know, the thing is, I think what you're saying, um, it kind of falls in that little, you know, really gray space of compromise, mm-hmm. which is which is which is which is really a muddy and uh unattractive and it feels weak. Uh, mm-hmm. I think comp- uh, for me, anyway, you know, we're just, we're just chatting here, but I think the world of compromise, it's just blah. <laughs> what I am saying is the curious part where, you know, uh, using your example of the $2,000 mattress, which I've had this conversation with my wife, mm-hmm. you know, um, I want, I don't want to just be like roll over and show my belly and say, fine, fine, fine. We'll get the $2,000 mattress. I'd rather be curious. And I think, I think it's a super duper attractive quality in a spouse to be, you know, find somebody that's curious about 
okay, so the $2,000 mattress, it's not, it's not an expense, it's an investment, mm-hmm. you know? And, you know, uh, let's just do a TED talk and let's figure out how many hours, a, you know, in our lifetime we spend on a mattress and don't skimp on things like mattresses or vacuum cleaners, you know, it's like, you know, funny you said that vacuum cleaners, the other one. Exactly. Exactly. That's my point. So exactly. The other one, he talked me into a Dyson. You're psychic. I was like, why would we spend $600 on a Dyson? Holy shit. That's too funny. Yeah. But yeah, well, it's so, so do you kind of think that we do have a soulmate out there and some people are just lucky enough to find them? So fuck no. Okay. Fuck no. I just don't. I mean, come on, you know, mathematically, my brain short circuits thinking about that. There's just no way. Mm-hmm. So, so, um, okay. But, but, you know, as you and I are, are, are chatting here and it's mm-hmm. you, it's, it's Beth and it's Kyle and it's just the two of us and there's nobody listening. There's maybe like two or 20,000 people listening to you and I chat. I'm telling you that. I won the lottery. Oh, I totally, totally don't think it's fair to compare what I have to, you know, what people should expect. And ironically, I am a professional wedding DJ, right? So like for the last seven years, I push a button and I am an MC, I'm a host, I'm a storyteller, and I am a person who sits, gets to sit there and watch one person say yes and I do to another person. And I can tell you with like nearly 100% certainty, I can tell what's going to work and what's not going to work. Well, you know, it's so when you say you won the lottery, are you talking about your marriage? Yeah, of course. Yeah. So, you know, it, you, it is amazing because Lizzie is just so intriguing. And for those of you that don't know the backstory, I've known Lizzie since I was 22 or 23, love her to death. And, but you're one of those people that really values intrigue and as someone who's unique and, you know, Lizzie is very unique, very colorful. And you guys sure. have of course, your of course, own of world. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. And we don't I often yeah. think I'm sorry, but I, I just I'm, I don't think it's fair for me to to say that this is available to the hello family. <laughs> Remo just came in. He's asking me questions. <laughs> um, it's not fair to what? I don't think it's fair. I mean, I honestly like you know keep this thing totally like uh, close to my chest, my marriage, because I don't think it's fair to think that this is available to the rest of the world. However, you know. <clears throat> but, you, you know, know, it's but I think, though, your marriage probably feels pretty perfect to you. But I think your expectations of marriage are very key in that. And we don't need to go into all that. But I think we all have to sure. lower the bar like we never get it all. Like you might say, oh, I wanted a a wife who cooks and has a really high sex drive and is also a really great worker and a great mother. I'm with you. you. Know, yes, who yes, actually yes. gets all that? Totally, totally. You know? Exactly. So, exactly. So, you know, you don't need to go into all the specifics of that, but you're like be over the moon happy in your marriage. But um, 
you're, you know, maybe because you're not unrealistic in thinking that you're going to get someone who is, you know, everything you'd ever want in every way, like who gets that? Yeah, I don't think that that's achievable and realistic. And honestly, I don't think that that's even healthy to have a person Mm. uh, meet 100% of your needs, right? Oh, my goodness. Oh, so so, yeah, you just struck a chord on that. That's a good question. uh, We all need to ask ourselves. What percentage of your needs do you expect your spouse to fill? Of course, of course, of course. So so I am having this dilemma uh, in real time as I'm talking to you right now. February 24th, 2022, I'm having a dilemma where I am a cruise director in training. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. You know, I want to go live in the middle of the ocean and I want to be this personality, entertainer, uh, ringleader for thousands of people in the middle of the ocean. Mm. But my wife is not present. And so what I have concluded is that to be a great cruise director, you need two skill sets. One of them is to be innately and uh, implicitly and honestly just like have the gift of working with people and connecting strangers to each other in a way that creates meaningful human connection, blah, 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 but blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The the other skill set is to have a terrible marriage. Mm. to be to be a great cruise director and so what's happening for me is that you know i'm having to like look at this dream that i have for you know working and connecting human connection kind of thing but i'm also like bro you know mono e mono rubber meets the road i mean i totally like my wife and we have so much fucking fun together that i'm like you know the cost benefit man it may be out of whack for me but see i i and i love 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 to hear that but i think i'm going to challenge you for a minute that you're forgetting how you had to recalibrate your expectations to get so happy in your marriage. And not that I ever remember a point where your marriage was on the rocks. I don't really know. Um, Cause you know, we are conversate, our communication has been sporadic, but of course, I, of course, of course, I remember times and I know Lizzie would, would love to talk about this if she was here, but times where you were like, you know, I need a lot of affirmation. Lizzie is not a very, affirming responsive person not at all so you know she let you down in a lot of those ways but you got used to that you just said hey that's not who she is and i can recalibrate my expectations of course of course and i think because of who you are and you get so much fulfillment out of you know your world that you all have created and the uniqueness and you guys you just love her you don't want to get bored i think that's one thing you and i have in common like lizzie is someone never get bored with i i knew i would never get bored with remo (laughs) (laughs) i was scared of getting bored (laughs) so um but 
anyway, um, I do, you know, part of my thing with, with just this whole podcast concept is I don't want people to think that my life is perfect or my marriage is perfect, first of all, because it's not. And I like to be Amen. authentic, Amen, but I don't sweetheart. want people to think they married the wrong person because if everyone thinks that marriage is perfect and they're going to think, or their marriage is just wonderful, they're going to think they married the wrong person. Right, I just true. think marriage is hard. And I do think you and Lizzie have a really unusually great marriage in this really one of a kind culture. Yeah. But Beth, holy, holy shit. Seriously. It's not unattainable. What my wife and I have, and this is the great sadness of my whole existence is that I have other people in my life that I care about and that are my ride or die <laughs> friends mm -hmm. who are married to people. Uh, and it's they're miserable, you know, you know, their definition of happy to use, you know, the one to 10 scale you want to talk about. I mean, they're at a solid 4.9. Out of 10? Out of 10. Thank you. Mm -hmm. So 4.9 out of 5 would be awesome, <laughs> but it's not. It's 10. Yeah. And, I, and I'm saying, you know, 4.9 is not broken. But I, but I have so many friends in my life, BC, that are in the 4.9 situation. And yes. I just... And, 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 you know, I mean, here's the deal. Like I am not trying to like beat my chest or whatever, but you know, I, I, I told you earlier that I almost married the wrong person, mm -hmm. you know, and, and, and it would never have lasted, but you know, the, the 4.9 thing, I, I feel like it's either the universe or it's a choice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I feel like I have chosen that 4.9 is not enough. Yeah. And so for me, I'm in the solid eights. I'm mm -hmm. in the high eights. I'm in the mm -hmm. high eights. Uh, That's you know. pretty amazing. Yep. You know, and I'm telling you, the other 73 hours, when I could chat about how much work it takes to get to the high eights, Mm -hmm. that that you're also i mean I'm, I'm guessing that you and i both you know can relate that the high eights are hard to come by but you know it's a you know um i have so many of my you know the word i want to use i want to you know oversimplify it, but it's settling so yeah well i one of my favorite ongoing healthy exercises with clients and just in life is to really recognize what's hard about your life and what's wonderful about your life or what, you know, validate the stress and difficulty, but also be really grateful for the good. And there are people that just really hyper-focus on one side or the other. Of and course, I just don't think course. that's healthy. So being balanced and realistic, um, you know, about anything, including your marriage, I think is so, so important. And so, and Remo just walked in as you, you know, saw, of course. <laughs> so he, he'll probably hear this and, and Remo, if you hear me, you can come on in and chime in at any point. But um, when I think about, you know, Jay Shetty's point about becoming your soulmate, um, I do think that that is the really neat thing is that when you make a study of your spouse and you care about their needs and 
you learn them, you know, and you say, okay, this is what makes this person tick. And this is how they communicate. And this is what makes them happy. Um, and you know, we're often egocentric and we give people what we want rather than what they want. And I think Remo knows that, um, you know, I'm not a huge, huge, huge birthday person, but you know, if it's mother's day or your birthday, I want some sort of like card. I'll tell my kids like a card and some chores. You know, I don't even need a gift, you know, (laughs) and there have been a lot of mother's days where, you know, I felt pretty disappointed or birthdays. And the thing is, Remo's not into birthdays. He doesn't need or want a big celebration for his birthday. And so, um, but what's really amazing is like this year, it was a big birthday for me in December and he blew it out of the park and people could see you know for people that is you know we didn't post anything on social media but if they had seen that they could be like oh man like she has the the husband that's always doing everything for her birthday and every occasion and my husband doesn't do that well no that's not our story that's not true and that's the thing is but it means the world to me and i'll tell you super quickly because I I had a very low point in Mother's Day of 2020, like really low because the the kids did almost nothing. And I was really down about it. And I talked about it probably for way too long. And um, (laughs) to to whom? To to the kids and Remo and and to friends. I mean, I would just say I was really down on Mother's Day um, and really just hurt. Like nobody went to any effort and like I've obviously done something wrong. Sure. You know, um, but anyway, on my birthday this year, Remo helped plan a a party with a couple of friends and then he 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 tricked me and blocked my whole day at workout, made it look like I had a bunch of clients that weren't even really well. He didn't have any control over my schedule, but he got my office manager to put a bunch of fake clients on my schedule. Um, got me a massage, a facial. He knows I love those things, and he took me to get my hair done for my party. And he chauffeured me all around, and in between those things. He went to a really yummy juice bar place (laughs) called Southern Squeeze, got me a yummy Asian salad and a juice. And, and then he made some amazing food that night. Um, and my other friends did too, but he just went all out, you know? And it's like, after our 17 year marriage, he's like, I think birthday celebrations are kind of dumb and silly, but I want my wife to feel loved. And he Perfect. just totally hit it out of the park. And, and I didn't even tell him, like I teared up when I saw what he got me from Southern squeeze. I'm like, he knows me and he loves me and he knows what I like. And so before you and I started recording, when you think about you and I were talking about this, but when you think about what's romantic for me, it's not flowers. Like I, I probably really sounded super jaded to some of my son's 16 and 15 year old friends. They were like, Oh, my friend is taking this girl on a date and he brought her roses. And I'm like, Oh, gag. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say gag, but I did say, Oh gosh. Yeah. I don't like that. That really, really lost brownie points for me. It's just not me, you know, yeah. but 
when Rima brings water to my bedside table at night, that is like a brownie point. I'm like, he's becoming my soulmate. Like he knows who I am and what I need. And he, we share a life. Like I bring my own water most of the time and my kids drink it. And he knows that. (laughs) And I wake up at two in the morning parched (laughs) and there's a fresh bottle of water, uh, or they ever not bottle glass of water. And I'm like, Oh, I, I love him, you know? And to me, and you said you do that for Lizzie. Yeah. A hundred percent. So, you know, that thing you're talking about. So I am, I am trying really hard to be like magnanimous and talk about these really big things that I do, but honestly, you know, um, you know, uh, ironically or coincidentally, you know, I think that, you know, I bring water to my wife every night at bedtime mm. and I am, you know, it's, you know, it's a thing and it's been there for decades <laughs> and, you know, it is, uh, makes her feel loved. I mean, hundred percent, you know, so, you know, it's easy for me and it's something that I know as a total home run for her, but, you know, you know, I think that if I was, you know, in a marriage that's trying to figure out, you know, how to be amazing, I think the, the big things, you know, are important, but maybe like the tiny intimate being curious, like we talked about earlier, the curious stuff about, about the small stuff, you know, um, I love talking to you so much as my friend, not as a professional counselor, but I love talking to you as my friend telling you that, wow, I have been doing this water regime for fucking ever. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it shows you, you love her too, you know? And, 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 you know, it could be water. It could be flowers. It could be, uh, the Goodyear blimp, (laughs) you know? For yeah. me, for me, for me, it's just, it's just the water. I'm telling you. Uh, you well, know. that's, that's where you, you listen and you, you study your partner and you know what they makes them feel loved and people that think I know better than they do. What makes them feel loved can really make a mistake. It might be well-intentioned, but it's, it's not well-informed. And, you know, I remember years ago, this woman said, I told my husband, I wanted a gift card for massage for Valentine's day or whatever event. And he thought jewelry was better and he probably spent more money and she hated it. It was very offensive. Like, listen, yeah, I'm not listening. And and I know better than you do. And I like my ideas better than your ideas. Like yeah, bringing yep, water yep, yep. to your bedside table could be better than a diamond ring for yep. certain people. And um, so, yeah, just like you said, listen. Um, yeah. And just seeing yourself change and, and grow. And that's kind of what I meant. Not so much compromise, but like, wow, you have value to your opinions. Your perspectives are teaching me something. And yeah, of course, compromise, there's a place for that. But I am definitely was meaning something deeper of your needs matter, your opinions matter. And I'm going to 
trust that there's validity to that and consider it. And if I don't agree with it, I will not compromise. So BC, as we wrap this up, like we have to wrap it up because we're yes. like, yeah, we're like 73 minutes into a 20 minute chat. But I'm <laughs> telling you, like be like as a dude, as a dude who's a husband that cares a little or a lot, be curious, man. Mm-hmm. Like, please don't overthink it. Be like, you know, shut off your pie hole, your <laughs> mouth and, and, and be curious because um, I'm telling you, uh, you know, it doesn't have to be the spa treatment that you're talking about. Yeah. You know, it could be, BC, it's so sweet. I mean, and hit um, a great place to close. Mm-hmm. The great, the great, great, great paradox here is this. When I bring water to my wife in the evening, and she's totally snugly in the bed, and I have more ice than water in the thing, it's a, like a metal Yeti thing. It's like a more ice than water. And I bring it to her. I'm telling you, it is not a gift to her. It's a gift to me. Mm. It's a fact. And can you s- explain? Yeah, so, you know, you know, like one of the ways that, you know, we have crafted our marriage is that, you know, um, the things that make me feel good about me being a husband or a partner or a spouse, whatever, you know, for me, it's to be able to contribute in a way that's meaningful. So we talk about that love language thing. And if I can hit a home run and I can bring this ice cold water to her in the evening <laughs> and it's a home run for her, it's, it, it's better than that for me. Yeah, yeah, it's I see you. I care about you. Your needs matter. I'm here for you. I got your back. Like and you have to see that the simple basic ways and yeah. really this is a key we probably do need to do a, a thing about sex because this is what a lot of guys I don't think understand. True. What really makes a woman feel connected is feeling loved and understood and you know Let's talk about this. Things Let's talk like about that. This. Like seriously, like like you know, as a teaser to the next chat you and I have, yeah. like seriously, like the gloves are coming off, man. Let's talk about yeah. the sex part of it. Bringing water because... to the bedside table is a more of a turn on than for some people. Now it depends, but then yes and no, then, yes and no. no. So like yeah, exactly grabbing them. <laughs> it, yeah, exactly. Exactly, both of them matter. I think <laughs> the water matters, and I think the grabbing matters, and we can talk about both of them in. The spanking matters. So, oh, here comes Remo to chime in after that comment. We're just wrapping oh, up too. He's like, I better come How over. Man, right? Bro, so so um, like four seconds ago, I was talking uh, about oh, your your poor little paw. I just saw your <laughs> paw. Oh, I'm on a fucking finger up. Oops, sorry, and um, I messed my finger up. Yeah, uh, I don't want. I don't want to talk about your finger. I want to talk about sex. Yeah, well, I can't use I'm that. Just, I'm just, I'm just saying, man, you know, like, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, it's not about the water, it's about the water and, you know, and, yeah, you, know. I, you know, you do stuff, you know, I mean, 
Beth talks about the, the bloody languages of love a lot, you know, and I'm like, yeah, well, I guess she doesn't see the languages of love that, uh, that I'm speaking sometimes, you know, like, um, I don't know what those languages of love are, wow. but, you know, it's, you know, <laughs> so it's, you know, bringing, she says, yeah, that's a turn on somebody brings, you know, not someone when he brings water to the bedside, you know, and. I mean, that's news to me because she really ever seems that turned on when I do that. <laughs> I'm asleep. When you do that. Um, that's really all I've got to say with the matter. And, um, uh, you know, God, and all these perfect. brownie points, I don't know where these brownie freaking points go. They're just like, they go somewhere that I don't see them. It honestly. sounds like he needs a venting session. No, I don't need um, a venting session. I just heard some of this nonsense you were talking so i just thought to come no over. your kettle is boiling but kettle, so you can tell me i will leave. say I'll, okay. t- I'll give you three short brownie points and i know we're wrapping up um a few more he's been making celery juice for us in the mornings and he's been laying out a lot of really awesome supplements for us to take like vitamins and and you know mushroom vitamin supplements things like that and he has made several coffins for dogs that have passed away in the family. Like my dad's dog died. He made him a beautiful coffin. When our dog died, he made him a beautiful coffin. Our neighbor's dog died. He made that dog a beautiful coffin. Is that making you cry? Yep. (laughs) That's a lot. That's a lot. That's a lot. (laughs) I know he's, he seems like a hard ass, but he's got a really, a really tender side in there. Oh my God. I couldn't love him more. <laughs> but anyway, we'll, we'll talk about that, but I do, we need to get Remo in on this conversation because a lot of men don't know the way to their wife's heart is it. And it may not be water to the table for a lot of women. Right. Um, right or being right, right. kind to their grandmother it might be telling them they're beautiful, but that's where the language of love comes in is knowing your partner's language and not giving them your language of love. That doesn't typically turn them on unless you have the same language of love. So uh, two things, two things, two things, and then yes. we'll wrap up. Yes, two yes. things. One of them is the language of love thing where I resonate totally with me, where uh, you mentioned earlier, where you do the thing in a marriage that you want from the marriage. Yes. You know, okay, you I, get I get what that. you want to receive. I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. And um, uh, that shit's not working for me. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. not. It's not. It's give totally them what they working. want. Not you're not modeling it's, what you want them to give you. Totally fucking not working. Twenty five yeah. years in, it's not working at all yeah. for me because I married the female version of Remo because <laughs> she she does not affirm me like almost never. And when she does, I lock it in and then I uh, put it in uh, bold script and then I frame it and I put it in my mental database. And she says things to me that like, like, you know, occasionally like these really affirming things occasionally once every like seven years. And it like totally like, you know, yeah, she told you she gets PTSD when you travel, when you leave. Yeah. That so that happened, yeah, it, that happened like 10 days ago and it freaked me I out. thought that was huge. I thought you were underreacting to that. So I'm glad you saw that as monumental. I thought that was monumental from Lizzie. Hmm. Yeah. So um, 
you know, so let's, you know, let's chat soon and, yes. you, know, you know, talk about this like less uh, cerebral version of marriage and, you know, see what works and what doesn't. That sounds good. How to lower the bar and raise the bar at the same time. Thank you so much. Have a great weekend. Talk to you soon.